you were, I was asking him like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about this time? And you're making a, a good point. The verse that says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Those with clean hands and a pure heart. There's more to that than maybe we've just read or, or thought about before. There is. And the wonderful thing is because when you're talking about Elul this month, you have to think about preparing yourself, getting yourself right, right? Mm-hmm. But again, there's two images you have to get right, but the king is in the field. And why is the king in the field? Because he wants to be near to you mm-hmm. because he wants w- what he always wants. And uh, when you come into a relationship there, the thing that ought to be there is it ought to be a burden and a battle and it ought to be love. It ought to be romance. It ought to be delight, right? Mm-hmm. Acts 3.19 says this, Repent, then... And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Mm. See his agenda there? And not to destroy you, not to punish you. I want to re- bring you refreshing. I'm trying so hard to refresh you. Repent and sins are removed. Times of refreshing come. It's like, a, you know, one, two, three. That's how it works. We want to get our way and and be refreshed by people or things right mm-hmm. if we turn to god he'll remove the things that are hindering us from being refreshed he's our bridegroom when we submit to him everything changes teshuva is the word i keep using often translated as repentance but it's so much bigger than that shuv means of of teshuva teshuv means to return or to turn back to god and as a result from evil if you're turning to you're also turning from something since god is the means by which we turn from evil shuv is really more about turning back to god with all of your heart soul and strength to change your direction or your destiny there's four things that basically they cover during a little, which is forsake the sin, which means you agree with the truth or you're saying the same thing that the truth is saying, right? Forsaking the sin. Regret the break in your relationship with God. And if you think about the prodigal son, that's part of what was going through his head. Confess the truth. And make amends. That's usually the part that we we try to skip over. We're just, you know, we're done with that. But you need to figure out how you need to deal with what you've done. And then accept forgiveness, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. We all make choices. Some good, some bad. But we can't choose the consequences of our choices. Those are inherent in the choices. We are all becoming something and someone beyond ourselves. No one is shocked when they harvest tomatoes unless they planted something else. (laughs) Still, we all hope to escape the fruit of our worst decisions. How silly are we? So, Psalm 24 again. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, but does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. Did you hear that trust? You can't trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from Jehovah and vindication from God, their Savior. Mm. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. God of Jacob, lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. And that's the question you have to ask about yourself. Can God come in? Are you a place where he could dwell, where the king of glory can come in? Mm. Isaiah 1, wash yourselves, make yourself clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, (laughs) learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Lamentations 5, restore us to yourself, O 
Jehovah, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old. Mm. Wasn't that nice? Restore our days. You know, even if you have just uh, messed up so badly, you can cry out to God, you know, I've messed up so bad, my days are not like they were supposed to be anymore. I've messed them up. I broke my calendar. Restore my days. One of the more significant areas we need to address in our souls is our expectations. When we or those we love go through suffering or great loss or difficulties that go beyond what our belief system can handle, we can lose our bearings and even our faith. And, and let's admit, you know, right now in the world, the last year and a half or so, good gosh, it's messed with our brains. First Peter 5, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist them, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And that has to be part of what our heart is crying after, to be perfected, to be established, to be strengthened, and to be settled. The Jewish leaders of his time rejected Jesus, Yeshua, when he first came. He, he didn't meet their expectations. They were expecting a Messiah who would bring relief from the Romans and restore the kingdom of David. And this despite the numerous passages in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, which describe Messiah as both a suffering servant and as coming in the clouds of heaven. Back in those days, some of these concluded that there must be two Messiahs. Must be the Messiah ben Joseph and the suffering servant and the Messiah ben David, the one that's like David, the conquering king, bringing judgment to the world, restoring the temple and the kingdom to Israel. And the truth, of course, was that there was and is and always will be just one Messiah who will come twice. So when Yeshua and Jesus failed to even try to restore the kingdom of David, he was dismissed as a false Messiah by them. Likewise, it's possible for our expectations to be wrong or even contaminated by our own sin. If we expect only victory but fail to understand the suffering that we're called to, we can reject the very work of our Messiah in us. The king is in our field, but we don't want him. It's a narrow path with real dangers and real enemies that he leads us on. Elul is the perfect time to check what our expectations are based on. Selfish or carnal motives or purifying fires of suffering. True fellowship with him leads us to the greatest joy. So if you seem to see a trend here. Elul. What we're talking about is looking at this heart of yours and just really taking an honest gander in there and going, okay, mm -hmm. God, help me see it rightly. I'll always think of Peter. You know, you just got to love Peter. Of yeah. all the disciples, you know, uh, if everybody else leaves you, I'm not going to do it. And this very night, Peter, you're mm -hmm. going to do it three times. Uh, you know, he never could see his heart. It's just the hardest thing for him. Mm -hmm. He was so sure and confident of himself, but he just couldn't look inward very well. And so Alul is for that reason. So may you look inward. We got two more breaks.